0: This is Cruise Radio. Do yourself a favor and always cruise with travel insurance. You can find a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the
1: tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio.
0: Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Happy to have you here. A review of Norwegian Sky this week. Sherry Laskin not here with Cruise News this week. She is sailing on Holland America's New and and I'm picking up the ship in just a couple of days down in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So if you want to catch this week's Cruise News, head on over to the Cruise Radio News channel. It's opposite of this. Just type in Cruise Radio News, and you'll find the 90-second daily briefs over there. I'll also link it up in the show notes there if you want to uh, click over to that. Also, the Cruise Radio YouTube channel got some new videos up. We have a tour of uh, Carnival Breeze, a recap of the norovirus incident on Oasis of the Seas. And a couple of things happening over there as well. I think um, Carnival's room service reversal is there. So you can check that out at the Cruise Radio YouTube channel. All right, Matt is with us. He just got back from a, well, it's a seven night. He did a four night and a three night aboard Norwegian Sky out of Miami. And he's on the line. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. How's it going? Matt, set me up. Why'd you do this back to back? Was it because the deal was too good to pass up or what?
1: Yeah, so that's kind of how it worked. Uh, I was booked on the the three night uh, originally. Uh, I think I booked it back in like August. Uh, and I had kind of noticed the sailing before the, f- the, the four night was, was pretty low to begin with. Um, but I, I wasn't really in a position to to necessarily be gone for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of just kept my eye on it and it just kept creeping down and down. And, uh, I think finally about, uh, 10 days out from, from the four day, it had gotten down to, uh, I think a base price of like 149 bucks. um, and I, I talked to my wife about it, and she was like, J- "Just go." <laughs> um, it, it was too good of a deal to pass up. Uh, you know, not only was it cheap, but they waived the single supplement, and uh, obviously, the sky includes your drinks. So it was it was kind of a no brainer to add on the four day. So you're talking about,
0: I mean, air airfare aside, like 300 bucks out the door.
1: Yeah. Each leg was uh, just a little bit over 300 bucks.
0: Wow, that's awesome, man! For seven nights. Yeah. So- and,
1: and- Including, including your booze. So uh, it's it's kind of uh, uh, too good to pass up. Yeah.
0: So you're up in Connecticut. You make your way to Miami. Any pre-cruise stay in Miami?
1: Uh, no, we actually flew down the day of. Okay. Um, just, I, I was already going to be gone for seven nights, so I was trying to limit limit any more days.
0: Yeah. And keep peace on the home front, too, probably. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so how was embarkation uh, in Port Miami with the sky?
1: Uh, it it was perfect. Um, we actually uh, got to the terminal like right around uh, just before 11:30 a.m. Uh, and literally, as we walked in uh, past past check-in and into the actual waiting area of the terminal, they uh, they call they were calling uh, priority boarding, uh, which I get through uh, my, my platinum uh, loyalty perk. So we, we literally never even sat down in the waiting area. We just walked right on the ship.
0: Have you sailed sky before?
1: Uh, yeah, this was uh, my fifth and sixth time on the sky.
0: Okay. From curb to ship, about how long did it take? I uh, You're probably
1: talking 15 minutes, ah. <laughs> if that. If you didn't
0: have priority, would it have taken you a bit longer?
1: Yeah, it, it would have taken a little bit longer, um, but but probably not too much because they had already started boarding it by the time we got there. Mm-hmm. Um we probably would have just had to wait for, you know, a couple couple groups ahead of us if if we didn't have it.
0: What were your first impressions walking on board Sky?
1: Um uh so my kind of routine uh for well, Norwegian in general and and definitely the Sky is to um head to one of the main dining rooms for for lunch. Um Obviously, being on this ship a number of times before, I'm, I'm, it kind of feels like home. Although they did change up the dining rooms on me, they uh, over the, the last couple of years, they, they keep changing it between the two dining rooms, which one will be open for lunch. And so it's like a, it's a bit of a crapshoot as to which one it'll be in. Um but uh of course I picked the picked the wrong one this time, and so we had to you know walk aft and uh get get grab the other the other dining room, like I said, it feels a little bit like home, so there there certainly wasn't any uh any wow factor or anything like that but um felt good to be back definitely looked forward to at that point a, a full seven days on the ship Isn't that
0: aft dining room on sky kind of in a weird spot because it's like a there's only a certain way to get to it
1: yeah so you can only you can only you actually have to get to it from the deck above. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're you're actually on deck five, you can't go uh, straight back to it. The galley is in between the two dining rooms. Okay. Yeah, it is in a little bit of a weird spot, but kind of, once you know about it, you, you just, just make sure you're on deck six or seven to cut across.
0: I was on for a three-night a few years ago, and I, by the end of the cruise, I still couldn't figure out what I was doing. So, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, so the stateroom, this was a – you said like a 149 base rate, and a, they waived the single yep. supplement. What kind of room did you get for that?
1: In inside for both legs, I was traveling with a friend. The four-day sailing, we each had our own cabin since the single supplement was waived. And then on the three-day sailing, we we shared a cabin.
0: Yeah, Norwegian is typically known for having kind of smaller interior
1: staterooms. Uh, what'd you think of yours? The funny thing was our uh, on on the first leg, we uh, we were well, we were in guarantee cabins on both sailings, but the first leg we both got triple occupancy cabins. Mm -hmm. So it means it has the couch. Yeah. So the, the space was great. Just being myself in there, uh, it was more, more than sufficient. However, on the second leg where we were sharing a cabin, um, it was just double occupancy cabin, which means we don't have the couch. Um, and I mean, for three days I I made it work. Uh, would I like a little bit more space? Sure. But, um, you know, this trip was all about kind of being cheap and, uh, uh, you know both were, weren't really uh planned far out so i was just trying to be as cheap as possible as far as
0: storage and like places to plug in plenty of that though
1: yeah obviously when i was by myself more more than enough i mean i probably didn't even you know come close to using it all um uh, when we were sharing the cabin you know uh with drawers and stuff for for all our clothes and all that stuff we we utilized all of it yeah. um but but it it was it was sufficient um, as far as outlets goes, I mean, there, there's only the one outlet, so you definitely got to bring some uh, sort of uh, power strip or, or or something like that.
0: Norwegian mentions with Norwegian Sky, they have like 10 dining options, and I'm just trying to like rack my brain. Do, do they have that many dining options on there?
1: So I, I'm guessing they're probably counting the two dining rooms as, as probably. two. Probably, yeah. Um, there is uh, the, the main buffet area. Uh, and then there's also the Great Outdoors, uh, mm-hmm. which is all the way aft. Is probably cooler dining, buffet dining venues on on any ships that I've been on. That's kind of four right there. And then there's yeah, Cagney's Steakhouse, uh, Le Bistro, the French restaurant.
0: Okay, here I'm looking at it then, now. So the pool pool barbecue, longboard bar. So yeah, it adds up to eleven. I mean, kind of a stretch on a couple of them, but yeah, I can see that. So yeah, uh, let's talk about the buffet area. How was that?
1: Buffet air is great. I, I always find the Ncl has good uh, selection and variety on their buffets. Um, I never ate there for dinner um, but ate there plenty for for breakfast and lunch main dining room, what dining room did you go with, and what did you think of it? Uh, we ate in both main dining rooms uh five of the nights mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was sufficient. It was a, a little bit slow, um, but my understanding was is that they were rolling out new menus uh, on the second sailing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was that de- you definitely could tell a difference between the first sailing and the second sailing that the, 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 the speed of your, your dining experience, uh, was prolonged. Um, it wasn't a huge deal. We actually had a, a couple friends who were on the second sailing, so it was fine. We, you know, we weren't, sitting there bored or anything, you know, we were having good conversations. So, but other than that, the food was all good. Probably one of the first time on, on Norwegian's main dining rooms, that I've had a, a couple, um, appetizers or entrees just kind of stick out a little bit more than, than I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the other two nights, uh, we, we dined in Cagney's, uh, actually the first night on the first, first sailing and then the last night on the second sailing. Um, and it, it was really good. I was, I was a little bit nervous about going again just because I didn't, uh, I don't know if you recall, I didn't have a great experience on the escape in July in Cagney's. But I kind of chalked that up as a one-off. Um, I had been to Cagney's a number of times before, and it was great. And fortunately, both times on the sky, it was fabulous. Food was great. The, the service and the speed and everything was, was on point and uh, you know, couldn't really have been any better.
0: Other cruise ships have the hands or whatever it's called now. Um, but they, this ship has what, the longboard bar?
1: Yes, yeah, so there's longboard and uh, the great outdoors, which is open uh, really late. I don't know that it's open completely 24 hours, but it was open anytime before I went to bed. Did you grab any food um, in there? Yeah, uh, a couple of nights I did. They kind of have your like usual kind of poolside fare, I guess. They have like your your hot dogs, hamburgers, fries. I think they had some like cold sandwiches and pizza. That's about it. Nothing, nothing too ex- extensive. Uh, definitely not as good as Oceans, um, but sufficient nonetheless. They have chicken wings in there. They, um, you know what? They may have them at the Longboard Bar. Yeah, uh, but I never went in there. Okay.
0: Let's talk about the entertainment on board. Of course, you did the back to back, so a four and a three night. What did you think of the entertainment?
1: As far as shows go, uh, I didn't go to any. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not my thing. Um, as far as like the, the daytime entertainment and the stuff by the pool and the, the, the nighttime, uh, parties by the pool, um, all of those were, were relatively attended well. I will say the, the nightlife on the, the, the four night was, was pretty tame compared to what I'm used to on like the three night weekenders. Mm -hmm. Things definitely picked up as we got on new passengers on Friday (laughs) on the turnaround day. You could just you could feel it. it. It's hard to explain, but you could just feel that the atmosphere was different. That lent itself to, I guess, better nighttime parties and the the club being more happening and things like that.
0: Now every cruise on Norwegian Sky has an open bar, correct? Correct. Okay, so how does that work? Like, are do you could could you just go balls to the wall if you wanted, or do they cut you off at a certain limit, or how does that work?
1: There's there's no limit. They will only let you get two drinks at a time. Uh, <laughs> you know, as you go up to a bar, you can't just like grab a you know uh, half a dozen drinks. Yeah. There's no, there's no limit. There is a, a cutoff kind of at a, uh, premium liquor level. Like there's top shelf stuff that's not included. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a surcharge for, for those items, but I find that there's a sufficient selection on the included stuff. I don't think I paid a surcharge for anything the entire trip, uh, other than maybe a couple of Red Bulls, but yeah, it's, it's, it's wide open. There's, there is no limit. Uh, you know, like on carnival, they, they cap you at, what was it? 15 a day. Mm-hmm. There's no limit. And, uh, it doesn't include bottled water, energy drinks, specialty coffees, things like that. Um, but as far as like booze goes, it, it, it covers everything. Do you know if you could bring bottled water on Norwegian? You cannot.
0: You cannot. Okay. I was going to ask you one more thing about that. Oh, yeah. How do the gratuities work with the uh, the drink package?
1: The gratuities on the Sky are a little bit higher than the rest of the fleet. Uh, they are, I believe, nineteen ninety nine per day. Yeah. Um, we actually on our second leg we had a, a promotion through the, the travel agent I use that um they paid our gratuities. So we, we actually only had to pay gratuities on the first leg. Um which was great. And obviously with them being so high, it's a it's a, a good value.
0: Now with it being like nineteen ninety five a day, does that does that include the beverage package as well?
1: Yeah, there so that's just like your daily uh that's your daily service charge. There there is no um there is no service fee like on the, the ultimate beverage package okay. on the other ship. Gotcha.
0: That's what I was wondering. How about the casino? Um, so I've, I've been asking this question a lot on the show as far as was smoke an issue either in the casino or just outside the casino? What were your thoughts?
1: I wouldn't say it was an issue. I kind of, if I'm going in the casino, I'm prepared that it's going to smell like smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely going back to my cabin that night on the couple nights that I was in the casino, uh, you definitely could smell it on your clothes. I'm not one who's super sensitive to it, but you definitely noticed it. How did the ship behave uh, on sea days? The one sea day that we had where Great stirrup K was canceled, you definitely felt that they weren't quite prepared, which was kind of surprising. They, they missed the island so much that you'd think they'd have, you know, plan B go in, into effect almost immediately. There was a big chunk of the, the morning by the pool where it just kind of seemed dead. It definitely picked up around uh, noontime or maybe just after. Um, where they started doing some of you know the uh, Mister Sexy Legs competition and and things like that. So it it improved as the day went on. The first sea day that we had on the four day, uh, it was kind of usual sea day, games by the pool, you know, drinking, people watching that sort of thing.
0: Whenever they cancel a port like Great Stirrup K, where the cruise line owns the port, do they refund any like
1: taxes or anything back to you or port charges? No, the, the there aren't uh, there aren't any port charges associated to that, so there isn't any refund. Okay. It's funny you come across some people uh, on the sailing after it happens that um, are pretty upset about it. Mm-hmm. Whenever I run into people like this, I kind of explain to them how how often it gets canceled first off, and, and that you know there's not really anything the cruise line can do about it.
0: You went to Cuba as well on the first leg on the four night. So how was Cuba?
1: Cuba was good. It was. I'm glad I went. Um, it was. It was definitely interesting. We decided to do a tour through a, a third party company. It saved us. Quite a bit of money versus the cruise lines options. So we had a, uh, it, it was originally slated to be a six hour tour. Uh, it's a combination walking tour slash driving tour. It was uh, 130 uh, kook. For up to three people, there was only two of us, so it was it was relatively inexpensive, uh, definitely compared to uh, the cruise line options. Like I said, so we we met our guide in old old Havana. We started with probably a majority of the walking tour portion right off the bat. Definitely was good because it was the morning and uh, it hadn't gotten crazy hot yet, it eventually did get crazy hot. We came back to the ship like completely drenched by the end of the day. So we we did a walking tour through Old Havana. We went to a number of like public squares. Uh, A lot of uh, historical buildings uh, showed us uh, the hotel that uh, Ernest Hemingway used to stay at. We went to a bar uh, that Ernest Hemingway frequented quite a bit called uh, the Floridita. They're known for their daiquiris. They were really good. That kind of was pretty pretty much all we did in, in old Havana. Uh, then we, we got our, our driver and, uh, our, our car was a, a 1955 Chevy Bel Air, awesome. um, w- which, which looked awesome. However, the, the engine in it was a, uh, a Toyota diesel. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like their, their, their way of keeping up, uh, with, with the cars because obviously they can't get parts still for any of the old you know, classic U.S. cars. So it was it was definitely interesting. Uh, so we we took a ride uh, in that out to a place called Fusterlandia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a it's a neighborhood that this artist essentially has done up all the people's homes and kind of uh, fences and things like that with with mosaics. So the, the entire neighborhood is, is all mosaics. It started with just this this artist's house. And then he convinced neighbors and local businesses and stuff to let him let him do that to their their property. Um, and so now it's an entire neighborhood of of all mosaics. That's um, cool. it, it was pretty cool looking. Cool. Anything else you do? Yeah, so we from there uh, we took another ride over to where all the like government buildings are. There's like this big giant parking lot for lack of a better description. Um, where Fidel Castro used to give his like 15 hour speeches, and I forget the exact number of people that she said the lot could hold, but it was something like uh, like 100,000 people Jeez. or something like that. And then took a ride then to New Havana, uh, walked around there a little bit. Um, there there wasn't as much, I guess, of interest there from from my point of view. Um, not all the cool old buildings and and all that kind of stuff, but it was it was interesting nonetheless. And then we were dropped off back at the port. The tour was supposed to last six hours, like I said, but we skipped lunch. And I think it ended up taking about four and a half hours. It was definitely a long day between the walking and the heat and everything. So we were we were eager to get back to the ship and, and cool off and have a bite to eat.
0: One thing I didn't ask you is when you were getting off the ship to, um, I guess, clear your customs and all of that, uh, was that a process? Because some people I've talked to who have sailed Carnival in both Royal Caribbean have said, Give yourself some time and be prepared for uh, kind of a hellacious disembark in Cuba.
1: I'll start off by saying it, it did take longer than I ever expected, and we had priority immigration. We essentially were able to skip the entire line getting off the ship, and then we had our own private line going through immigration. Even with all that, it took us about 45 minutes to get from the ship, to our tour guide so i can imagine if we didn't have all that priority it probably would have taken like an hour hour and a half
0: do you think if you would have booked through the cruise line it would have been quicker
1: probably not because we literally were escorted from by the concierge directly out to the immigration line okay. um i don't think we could have done it any quicker and you also went to nassau you know we have to touch on that so what'd you do there of course so uh nassau is kind of my home away from home if, if you don't know that um it was actually my twenty-fourth time there, huh. and we did a uh, a bar crawl of sorts. We got off the ship around ten a.m. We hit up four different places. We hit up Pirate Republic Brewery, Fat Tuesdays, Sharkies, and we ended up at Senior Frogs.
0: Was this an organized tour, or did you just kind of do it on yourself? Do it by yourself? No.
1: No, I I put it together myself. Um, and my friend, uh, my friend and uh, a couple other people that we were traveling with, they, they came along as well. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. They all, you know, thank, me at the end of the day for kind of taking them around and it was fun. Uh, we had good drinks, good food, um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of how I like to spend my NASA days. Do they tip the tour guide? Uh, no, no. <laughs> with with words, words of encouragement, there you not, go. Not, in, uh, not, in, not in money. Very good. So you make your way back to uh, Port Miami. How
0: was the debark process there for you?
1: Again, it was pretty smooth, but, but we also had priority uh, debarkation. So as soon as we were ready, we met with the concierge and he brought us right off. So pretty simple. We also had transportation pre planned and so we, we literally walked walked off the ship and, and walked over to meet our, our uh our shuttle. So pretty smooth. So your first cruise was a four night, then you uh reboarded
0: for a three night. How does that back to back process work?
1: Yeah, so this was this was actually my first time doing a back to back, so I was kinda curious and how it would all pan out. I you know, I have a number of friends who have done it and I've you know heard about their experiences. Um it was, I, I don't want to say that it was a, a pain, but I feel like it could have been done a little bit more smoothly. There was nine of us, I believe, that were staying on for the next sailing. And about, they told us at 10 o'clock to meet in a lounge. So we, we all met there. And it was probably about 1030 before they actually took us off to go through immigration. They brought us off the ship. We went through immigration quickly. Then they had to put us in a little bit of a waiting area for a little bit. Um, until the ship was completely cleared. And we were back on board about 11 o'clock. So about an hour from the time we went to the lounge to the time we were back on the ship. For me, I I, I don't really, there's probably a reason why. I don't see why they can't send on an immigration officer to the ship. Uh, Maybe there's some, you know, uh, you actually have to physically step off the ship. I don't know. Um, But I've heard other people who have had immigration come on. So I, I don't know.
0: It must be like a cruise line by cruise line thing. So I, I, I'm i pretty sure with Carnival, they have to have a zero count on board. And okay. then they turn around, and then you can basically just step off the gangway, and you could you know go and walk right back on the ship. And sometimes there will be an agent on the ship, but you have to physically get off the ship, go into the right. terminal, and just turn around and walk right back on. Because I did that on uh, on Carnival Sunshine back in 2013.
1: Okay. And now that that sounds a little bit better. I mean we actually got off, went into the terminal, went through – the immigration line that everybody else, I mean, there was nobody there anymore, Mm -hmm. um, but went through the same lines that everybody else had gone through and then just turned around and and back on. But it was, it was cool. We had about a, I think about a half an hour before they started letting other passengers on. So it was pretty quiet on board. Unfortunately, they didn't open any of the bars until 1130. So we had about a a half an hour window where we actually Mm -hmm. couldn't get drinks. Poor you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Any first time tips to offer anyone sailing either Norwegian sky or going to Cuba? Yeah. So the sky in
1: general, it's, it's a great option for the, the short uh, the short three- and four-day sailings. It's, it's not going to have all your bells and whistles of the, the new ships, but kind of for what I, I get out of cruising, it has everything I need. Good food, good drinks, good atmosphere. A couple of things I'll mention while, while I'm thinking of it now. A couple things that changed on the Sky since the last time I was on her. The Atrium Bar uh, is now the Sugarcane Mojito Bar. Uh, the signage hasn't changed yet, but the menus and everything are like the Sugarcane uh, from from the newer ships. Also, they are no longer allowing drinks in the hot tubs or the pools, which was kind of interesting to me. Um, especially the hot tubs. I, I can think about numerous sailings and hours I've spent just sitting in hot tubs and having drinks and you know talking to, to people you're meeting and and all that. And it kind of took away from being able to do that. But yeah, so those were a couple changes that I saw. Um, as far as first time tips, uh, like I said, uh, if you want to avoid the craziness of the buffet the first day. Uh, go to the main dining room that's open for lunch uh, on embarkation day. Um, another tip: uh, if you're in the nightclub and the bar is super super busy and you're having a hard time getting a drink, uh, walk up uh, one flight of stairs up into the casino and go to the casino bar. It's usually way less crowded. And definitely check out Cagney's. Uh, we had we had a, exper- a great experience both times we ate there. Definitely a, a little bit step above the, the the main dining room, but you know you're also paying for it. Yeah, so that's a la carte, mm. correct? Correct. Uh, unless you buy a, a pack, a dining package. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the shortest dining package you can buy is three nights. So wow. if you're only on a three night sailing, it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense to, sure. to buy a package for every night. I mean, unless that's, unless that's your thing. If you could tell
0: Norwegian cruise line one thing about Norwegian sky, what would it be?
1: Uh, it feels like home. Uh, I, I love coming back. I actually didn't have, any sailings planned on her this year and i was kind of bummed about it and so getting to do the back-to-back was i don't want to say a dream come true but i, I was super excited about it
0: dude and 149 you can't beat that
1: no and the the three night sailing wasn't much more than that either
0: yeah so, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so cool we've been talking with matt and uh, matt i understand that you were you've been writing some posts up and uh like kind of you didn't live blog but doing some recaps where can
1: we find that I just posted a review of my bar crawl in NASA. Mm -hmm. Um, You can find it at uh, cruiselifematt.com. And I'll also be doing a full kind of ship uh, review of the sky and Cuba and all that stuff uh, in the next week or so.
0: Matt, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks, Doug. If you
1: have an Amazon Alexa-enabled device, ask her to enable the Cruise Radio News Skill so you can get daily updates anytime, straight from Cruise Radio when is your next cruise where are you
0: going and what are you going to do once you get there Market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com offers savings up to 60% offshore excursions versus cruise line prices. Whether it's private, shared, scenic, historic, or family tours, CruisingExcursions.com has up to 12,000 excursions in over 700 ports worldwide, like Rome, Vatican City, St. Petersburg, Sydney, and Jamaica, just to name a few. You can even bundle your excursions for more savings. Make your next vacation a full Affordable and unforgettable by visiting cruisingexcursions.com. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is: how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer: if you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does tripinsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip.
1: Let's see what we've got for you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly
0: in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. Say goodbye